Hello and welcome to the Taylor Remy Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Taylor. And today we're going to be interviewing someone who's down at Comart's NFTs, who's trying to make the world a better place by creating NFTs, arts with a purpose, coaching, education, and consult- consulting through Comart's class and podcast. Um, yeah, so give it up for, well, yeah, Comart's NFTs. It is amazing to have you on the Taylor Remy Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, and uh, I got to tell you, it's it's a real honor to have the opportunity to come speak to you about how it is that we're making the world a better place and, and what our overall mission and goals are. Well, yeah, like, of course, man. It's an honor to have you on the podcast. Like, you know, I, yeah, once again, I'd like to know uh, how, like, more, like, you know, how you plan on making the world a better place, like, you know, through NFT, NFTs, like, you know, uh, so... You know, if you if you want if you want to right now, you can like explain like you know what you mean by make the world a better place. I would like I would like to, you know, educate myself on like NFTs a little bit more. Sure, absolutely. So, as some of the listeners may know, uh, the production of NFTs causes a massive carbon footprint, and depending on the blockchain that is being used for that NFT, will vary a little bit in the amount of carbon footprint that's being left behind. And so one of the things that we wanted to do immediately out of the gate was to offset that carbon footprint. And we do that by the planting of trees. And when we first started the space in in terms of NFTs back in January, um, we were initially just planting five trees per NFT that we sold. And we felt that, you know, that was pretty close to what the carbon footprint was that we were using with with the blockchain that we are on, Um, which is a, a, a true and accurate statement. Uh, but then we decided, you know what, we want to do better. We want to be better. So we're going to double down. And we started planting 10 trees for every NFT that we sold. And then I came across a new program that actually plants a tree called the mangrove tree, which has 10 times the carbon reduction um, as your traditional spruce or pine and things like that. And so I was like, you know what, let's let's switch it over to these trees. And we found out that not only could we increase the reduction of carbon footprint per tree by 10x, but that we could also plant for the same budget at 10x the number of trees. So we went from planting 10 trees per NFT sold to 100 trees sold. Um, wow. And so we really, you know, that's one of the big things that we inspire to uh, help make the world a better place. Hmm. All this, right. All right. So like, okay. So like, you know, for each, all right. So like, uh, pretty much like, you know, uh, the planting trees is the part of like, you know, the making a world a better place. Uh, if I have that right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely one element of it. Yes. Okay. Okay. Like, are there any like other elements? Oh other yeah. Than- yeah. I mean, at least in my belief and our beliefs. Um, so as many of everybody knows there's always a charity an NGO and, and various organizations out there that are trying to do their part to help make the world a better place, whether it's curing cancer, feeding children, uh, housing, the homeless, things like that. Yeah, and so for us, those people that are actually in those organizations are what I would consider to be on the front lines of that battle. Okay. And so it was really important to us that we create art that represents each of these different organizations as we can to, to bring awareness not only to the organization, but to what it is they're doing. And then on top of that, we wanted to donate 30% of the proceeds to the these organizations, uh, again, because they're on the front lines. They need these wages. They need these these sources of income to help keep them in the fight, fighting a good fight. So that's, that's another major element in terms of, um, you know, making our world a better place. And then the final component is we want to lead by example 
And the way that we do that is we provide a massive amount of free education regarding Web3, small business, NFTs, and even a little bit with cryptocurrency. Mm. And we do that for free. It's not because we feel like we're obligated to in any way, shape, or form, but we want to make the world a better place within the Web3 environment. And to do that, we need to help people learn how to be more secure. So some of the topics that we've talked about in the past was uh, wallet security. Uh, we're getting ready tonight's class is going to talk about uh, business planning and the importance of incorporating a business plan into your NFT collection slash project or business. Because at the end of the day, we are the belief that if you're involved in Web3, whether it's NFTs, buying, selling, trading, building, um, or even just in cryptocurrency, or maybe you're getting involved in the metaverse, you know, in some way, shape or form, if you are looking to earn a profit from those, you are a business and you need to act accordingly. And the best way to do that is to help walk you through the steps to do that. So that's kind of all of the, the elements together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, like, yeah, that's, that's all of me. That's like, all of what you just said was amazing. It's like, um, and yeah, it's like, I've, and it's like, yeah, I've, I, I've heard, I've heard of NFTs and they've been like, you know, very, like, you know, especially like, you know, the moment they like started popping off and it's like, uh, I mean, at first, I mean, at first I didn't really, at first I didn't really like, you know, get it, but it's like, you know, I, I kind of get, I kind of get the idea and I kind of see why they're like, you know, as popular, as popular as they are. And it's like, um, I, I, don't, I don't know. Like I, I like, you know, always like, it was in the back of my mind, like, you know, what I, what I like, you know, um, try and like, you know, make some, some type of, um, um, pro profit off of NFT, NFTs, but it's like, it's something that I never really try or never really tried because not because I don't, not because I don't like it. It's just because like, I don't know. It's like, I'm a very complex thinker it's like i really have to think about this stuff before i do it like i have to make sure it's like it's something that i want to do like for instance for this podcast is like it took me a year to like make one because it's like I, for for one for one i was i wanted to make sure that i had the time to do it and it's like um yeah i wanted to make sure like you know i want i committed like you know not 100 of actually no i would try and make it 100 of my time but it's like ultimately ultimately i have other stuff to do so it's like at least trying like 90 or 80 percent of my time so it's like i would like to make sure like you know nfts is something like you know i would very be like really be uh invested in so it's like i can do it and like you know and like because yeah once again nfts like you know just seem like very interesting in that in that matter i think a lot of people have the false perception that they can come into the nft space specifically build out a 10,000 piece collection like some of the well-known projects whether it's crypto punks or the board ape yacht club and automatically they're going to see, you know, floors on, on those NFTs uh, that are reaching millions, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I never, <laughs> I never I never really thought of it that way. Like, I know I'm not going to make that much. Right. On NFT. So well, like, and I mean, you know, Beeple but, sold an NFT for a record high of sixty nine million dollars okay, wow. um, for a single NFT. And, and that's that's a rarity, you guys. And, and this goes to anybody listening. Don't come into the space if you're not in the space already thinking that you're, you're going to do something like that because people build up his audience long before he ever, ever, um, you know, created his first NFT. And, and so I think that's a common misconception with newcomers into the space. And it really, truly is a business that you need to operate accordingly. And I think that people think that they're just going to be able to come in and create this collection, mint it out and boom, gone. And in the reality of things, 90% of the collections that are made available by the assorted creators never mint out at all. 
you know, really? yeah. Um, you know, there's always like most all collections have somewhere between, uh, well, that 10%, let me rephrase it, that, that 90% usually has uh, between about four and 10% of their collection left pretty much forever at a minimum. Um, now, there are collections that mint out. I mean, I even was uh, privileged to be a part of a project that minted out 4,444 pieces in eight hours, um, you know, with the help of my coaching and my consulting services. And um, that was in the bear market. And and so for that accomplishment, that's that's a great feat to to be able to put on your resume saying, hey, look, we minted out a, a 4,000 plus piece collection in eight hours in a bear market you know, that that's almost unheard of. So yeah, like that's, that's very impressive. I got to admit that that's, a, that's extremely impressive. You know, but you're, but you were saying, yeah, no, I was just saying that's something that, you know, that brand, that project is going to be able to put, you know, on their resume is saying, Hey, look, our project has so much value packed into it that people just saw that value that we were bringing to the table that it minted out in X, Y, Z amount of time, you know? And so I think that's definitely a good thing. Hmm. All right. All right. Yeah. No, yeah, no, like I, I 100% agree with you. That is definitely like, you know, a good thing, but um, yeah, I, I would like, I would like to know like one thing, what, in, what inspired you to like, you know, um, do to like, do this, like what, or who inspired you to like, you know, um, do this um whole thing, this whole thing with like the NFTs. So I'm going to give my age away here. I'm 45 years old. And I am a former executive for a major computer manufacturing company that most of you have probably either held the devices in your hands or used them on your desktops, whatever the case was, at some point in time or another. And maybe you currently still do. That being said, um, I wasn't overly enthralled by the corporate life and the way that that things worked in corporate world, which is, generally speaking, uh, toe-stepping and and doing whatever you got to do to hit that bottom line. And... For me, that I was always kind of put off by that. And so when the COVID pandemic hit, uh, we were able to, well, I was relieved of my position as a layoff, um, which later then turned into a restructuring. But um, when I got laid off, I, I sat around the house for months, you know, collecting unemployment and hanging out, dwindling my savings account away, you know, expecting to be able to go back to work relatively soon, which did not happen. Um at which point, one of my really, really good friends, and he's really just a friend, but more like a brother because we've known each other for so long and we're so close and, and things like that. And he's a professional tattoo artist. And I love tattoos. I'm all linked up and, and I always have them. But he's like, you know, I keep hearing about these things called NFTs. He says, what do you think about them? And I said, well, I said, I don't really know much about them. I have heard about them because I've been involved in crypto for a while. Um, I said, but I don't really know anything too much about them. And he's like, well, he says, I'll tell you what, let's do some homework. Let's figure out more about what an NFT is. And if, if we decide that we want to, we'll go into business together. I'll provide the art. You do the front end stuff and we'll go from there. And I'm like, all right, cool. We, we can definitely do that. So back and that was back in September of last year. Wow. Which is, which is right around the time that my daughter was born. Um, Uh, Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And so from there, um, we spent the next couple of months, you know, doing the research on NFTs, the different blockchains, the different marketplaces, because I'm very thorough when I investigate stuff. And so once we decided on, you know, what blockchain we wanted to be on, what 
once we decided what uh, marketplace we wanted to utilize for the time being, um, we then began building out our first collection. And our first collection really was uh, a test run collection. It was for a, a project called Elephant Voices um, for Endangered African Elephants. And so we built out that collection and um, it did pretty well. It, it didn't mint out, but um, you know, it did pretty well for our first run out of the gate. And we were like, wow, we might be onto something here. And so we started, you know, building our annual plan for the, the entirety of our collection, our projects and, and the things that we were doing. And so that's kind of how that started out. Hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That, that's pretty much how it started out. I, I'll be honest that, wow, that was, um, that was an interesting, that was an interesting twist. It's like, you know, you went from being, uh, laid off from your job to co- to like you know, and collecting um uh 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 unemployment to like you know all this like you know just like and, and your friend and like you know your friend also suggested it suggested it too and like you know you did you did your homework on it and uh yeah it just seemed like an interesting venture that you wanted to pursue right correct yes that is correct um, okay I mean and and it really wasn't you know before the layoff and before my, my best friend had said something about NFTs, it wasn't something I'd ever even really considered. Now, the other point that I would like to make is that I have owned other businesses in the past and those businesses have been very successful as well. And I think it's simply because of my work ethic. A lot of people refer to me as a, a DGEN because I, I work an exorbitant amount of hours with networking and building up our community and all of these different things. And so that's kind of the term that they've given me. Um, you know, I've run Twitter spaces as an example for 16 hours and more um, and, and one give and go. And, and so I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we work hard and, and I believe in working hard. I'm kind of a workaholic, I guess is what my wife says. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like, I mean, you're, you're, I mean, you seem like a workaholic. You seem like a man who really works hard. Well, I mean, you know, just as an example here, you guys, uh, Comar's NFTs can be found on 105 plus social network platforms. Now, I do want to be clear, though, we are not active on all of those platforms. There are some of those platforms that I don't really much care for, but I know that there's potential audience and and consumers there of what it is that we're doing that will will see our vision and see our our mission of wanting to make the world a better place and, and no one to get involved. And so what we do is we we brand ourselves the same across every platform. We create a single post on each of those platforms that tells who we are, what we do, why we do what we do, and where they can get involved and engage with us. And it seems to have worked really, really well. And there's a lot of brands out here that don't really take that under advisement or or take that into consideration. I mean, you know, we built our, our Twitter account on January 2nd of this year. And we're about to break 13,000 in, in just under nine months. I mean, yeah, you have quite the following. I've seen it. It's like impressive. <laughs> but I think because I've been real too, you know, and I've been consistent the entire time. Hmm. You know, it, it's not from any one specific thing that we do or don't do. It's just been a, a consistency. Um, I'm a firm believer that consistency is key to success in anything you do. Uh, content is a close second. And a lot of people argue that with me that, you know, content is king. And I don't believe it is because you can have the best content in the world, but if you very rarely have it scheduled or if you very rarely put it out, well, then they're never going to know when you're going to put it out. So therefore 
it's not consistent and I'm not even going to really worry about it because they're not in my mind dedicated to make it consistent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I know exactly what you mean. It's like, you know, to, like you need to be, you need to be consistent. You need to be consistent, especially if you're a, if you're a content creator, it's like, you know, you need, you, you're, you need to let your audience know when you're going to put out that content. Otherwise it just won't matter really. Well, it'll fall on deaf ears well, ultimately. Well, yeah. Happen. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that, yeah, that it would, yeah, most likely, but it's like, yeah, you just like, yeah, but the key, but the key is consistency is, um, what you're trying to say, right? Yeah, it absolutely is. I, I would say that is the biggest key to the successes that Comar's NFTs has seen. I mean, yeah, I'll be honest. I used to struggle with, I used to struggle with consistency myself. Um, like, you know, whether if it was something as uh little as working, working out at night or, you know what I'm doing right now, but am I? But like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give myself the benefit of the doubt. Before I didn't even know what I wanted to do with this pod, with this podcast, I really didn't. And uh, the working out, I was just, la- I was just lazy. I was, I, like, I don't know. It's like I, one day I just got a shot of adrenaline, like, and I don't mean like that type of shot, but <laughs> or like any any type of yeah. I, I don't know. It's like it just came out of nowhere. Then it's like I don't know. I started become become consistent on like certain things I've never been consistent on. So the thing is, is as far as getting consistent goes, the the one thing that I have found that helps me to be consistent is I have one vision, one goal at the end of the day. Number mm-hmm. one, um, I'm not looking for an exit strategy. I I've never looked for an exit strategy within the Comar's NFTs brand, <laughs> um, and and so I think that's important and and certainly a factor as 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 well, but. Uh, I have what is going to be a, a one-year-old come September 10th, mm. and she is my world. She makes me a much, much better person, and I absolutely love that girl with every fiber in my being. And so one of the things that I know is that I want to make sure that no matter what, at the end of the day, that little girl is taken care of. She's got the food she needs, the diapers she needs, the roof over her head, things like that. And so those are the things that drive me to be consistent because that makes me better for her if that. And so what I would say is find something in your life that motivates you and drives you to be your very best self that you can possibly be. You know, you know, you know, I've never I've honestly never really thought thought of it that way. I mean, I have gotten advice from someone who said, like, you know, find something, find something like, you know, you love to do so it doesn't feel like a job every single day. But it's like I've never really gotten like you know that that advice before. Where it's like you know find something that uh that drives you to be to like you know to drives you to like you know do what you do what you gotta do and like you know that drives you. I've never really got that advice before, you know. Well, I mean, and and that's the thing. Like one of the things that I've always been pretty good at is is reading people, even through you know uh, podcasts like this, where I can hear the tone in your voice, what it is you're saying, and and even in Twitter Spaces. To where I understand that not everybody can be spoken to in the same fashion because everybody has different backgrounds, histories, morals, values, and so on. And so there is a definite, you know, key to being able to communicate with each other effectively. And not everybody possesses that. And that's okay. But it's not that you you can't get there. It's you have to work to get there. That makes sense. Yeah, (laughs) makes it makes it makes total sense. Like you know, like every pretty much everything you do in this life, you have to work in order to like you know get to where you want to get, get to where you want to be. I meant, my bad. And it's like, uh, 
yeah, you, you said you can like, you know, uh, read people like what, what can you read? What can you read about me? I'm curious. So the first thing out of the gate that I get about you is that you're young. Mm-hmm. Um, you're still trying to find your way. You know, you're, you're, you're wanting to do these podcasts, which is great. And I, I think it's a really good thing for you because you, you clearly like to talk to people. And that's honestly what a podcast is generally about, unless it's a monologue. Um, the other thing is, is that while you're trying to find your way, you find yourself confused at times. And, and you come from a, a, a traditional family for the most part. You guys have maybe some family issues, but you do come from a traditional family. Um, and, and so you haven't quite figured out, number one, what inspires you to be the best self that you can be. And I think that once you figure that out, you're going to see not just the difference in your performance with, with going to the gym every day or with even this podcast or anything else that you choose to do. Okay. And, and you're going to see that mindset shift to where it's like, you know what? Oh yeah, we're going to cook it up now, you know, and, and you're going to have a real drive behind you. And when you find that one thing that gives you that drive and inspires you, there's nothing that will get in your way. And, and if something does step out in the middle of the road for you, guess what? I believe that you have the potential to just say to heck with it. I'm going to run that thing over and I'm going to keep moving forward, you know, because that's the thing at the end of the day, if, if we hit a bump and we stop, right, then we're not progressing. We're not growing as individuals. We're not growing as far as our knowledge. We're not doing anything productive. Okay. So you have to either learn how to swerve around those bumps or just drive right over them and be like, bye Felicia, you know, whatever. <laughs> so, you know, and I think once you find that one thing that inspires you, like with me, you know, with Comart's NFTs, we have had a number of obstacles in our way. You know, we've been accused of buying followers. We've been accused of, um, you know, paying for marketing and advertising and all of these different things. But then I can go back and show, you know, number one, no, no, I don't do any of those things. I, I don't believe in those things. Now, that's not to say that as a business gets bigger, there doesn't become a need to buy, as an example, marketing and advertising, not necessarily followers, but marketing and advertising, because as a business, unless that's your wheelhouse, you're, you're never going to do as good of a job as an actual marketing and branding professional will, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and I think that, you know, if we had let those negative Nellies and, and those, what we refer to as FUD, um, you know, impact our mental well-being, our mental state and saying, oh man, is this what I'm in for? You know, uh, I said, you know what? That's fine. You you think what you want. Here's the evidence that shows the absolute opposite, you know, and, and we provided screenshots of those and, and, and we did it publicly. And, um, you know, I haven't heard another word from that specific individual since. And, and that's fine. Um, but it actually fired me up in a fashion that, you know what? No, I don't have anything to prove to anybody. But you know what? Just so that, that we're clear, this is transparently where Comard's NFTs is. And, and I think that's one of the other keys to success is that we've always been very, very transparent within our communities. Um, and it's because being transparent helps build trust. And with that trust, you're going to generate relationships. And with relationships, people are going to want to support you. Because when people buy NFTs or, or JPEGs or GIFs or whatever you want to call them, um, when people buy those, 
they're not buying just the piece of art. They're buying the utility that you may have put behind it. They're buying the artist that, that came up with this. They're buying the brand. They're buying into you as a brand. So, you know, it, it, I think that a lot of people don't really perceive it that way. And it's unfortunate. But what I can say is that I do know that over the last eight months in the space, we have definitely begun to shift a majority of people that we've encountered uh, mindset in terms of what it means to be in Web3 and specifically NFTs. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, back to back to the first back to the first thing you said. Well, um, earlier on about me. Well, you are right. I am young. I'm 19. I'm 19 years old. I'm going to be 20. I'm going to be 20 like in December. And uh, yeah, I mean, to, to an extent, you are right. I've, I've def, I definitely haven't found I definitely have not found my found my way. And it's like there, there are times where it's like I think there are times where I also think to myself, it's like, uh, is this worth is this worth is this worth it? But it's like, I don't know. I just I just keep pushing forward because it's like I, I don't I don't want to give up. Like usually like usually when I usually um if I was any younger, I probably would have like just stopped doing this a long time ago. But it's like, I don't know. It's like I, I don't want to give up. I, I actually do like talking. I actually do like talking to people. And it's ironic and it's ironic because it's like I never really used to like talking to people. But that was when I, but that was when I was way that was when I was way younger, and it's like I don't know I'm very I'm very outgoing I'm very I consider myself outgoing, like you know once I get to know a person and uh, some people also call me boring because it's like you know I act a certain way when I when I'm not comfortable when I'm not comfortable being one hundred percent myself myself when I'm around those people, but um yeah like you 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 are definitely right about like, I heard a quote the other day that says if you're comfortable you're not doing the right thing. If you're comfortable, you're not going to be successful. Mm. So get uncomfortable and, and, and be put on edge, be ready to go at a moment's notice. And that was actually quoted from uh, Steve Harvey, I believe. Um, and if memory serves me correct. And he's right. Guys, when we get comfortable, we get relaxed. When we get relaxed, we get careless. When we get careless, we get dumb and make dumb choices you know um so he's right you cannot be comfortable um you know and i love when people try to throw butt at me and and things like that because guess what it wakes me back up it inspires me it shows me hey we're going baby let's go and and the other thing i've noticed is that the bigger we get the more fud we seem to get thrown at us <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah of course of course of course it's like you know, yeah, I think I heard that quote too as well. It's like I saw a video of it on, I forgot where I saw it. It was either like YouTube or Instagram. I, I definitely did. I definitely do know what quote you're talking about. And it's like, um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I, I'll be, I'll be honest. There are times, there are times where it's like, you know, I'm, I'm just not. I'm like waking up at a couple of minutes later, and I have to do, and I have to do a podcast, and it's like. Ugh, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not comfortable. I, I want to stay, I want to stay asleep, but it's like I, I get, I get up because it's like, look, I, I have to do it. Like no matter how uncomfortable, no matter how uncomfortable I am, no matter like how tired I am, like even if I'm just wait, even if I'm just waking up and I have like ten minutes to like you know prepare myself, you know, wash my, wash my face and do all that, I, I, I still do, I still do it. And it's like it, it might show my voice a little bit, but it's like ultimately I, may, I try to make it not show. Well, and like one of the things that I tell people within, um, you know, Twitter spaces is that if you don't sound energetic and excited about what it is that you're doing, that excitement's not going to be contagious because it's not there for you. Mm -hmm. So one of the keys that, that in, in terms of public speaking 
is you have to be as enthusiastic as you want others to be because enthusiasm and excitement is super contagious, you guys. So always, always present yourself in the best possible light, the most positive light that you possibly can, because without that, people are going to think, oh, well, he didn't even really care about what it is that he's doing. So why should I? I, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, it's like, uh, no, I, I mean, yeah, it's like, that's true. That's true. And there were times, there were times where it's like, you know, I didn't care about what I, what I was doing. Like, you know, this was like, you know, presentations when I was like still in, still when I was like still in high, high school, like there were times where I, like, I didn't care what I was, what I, uh, about what I was doing. And there were times where I did care about what I was doing, but it's like, I was just really, I was just like, you know, really ner- nervous to like, you know, uh, be, um, you know, to talk about it. Cause it's like, I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking in front of a lot of people. I'm publicly speaking in front of a lot of people and uh, in front of a lot of judgmental people. So it's like, you know, it's kind of, it's a little, ner- it's a little nerve wracking. Like, you know, so, you know, regardless of like, um, whether if I, whether if I like it or not, it's like, it's, it's, it's nerve wracking. Cause it's like, you know, yeah, I, I end up getting, I end up getting nervous and like, you know, um, if you get what I'm trying to say. I do. And the only thing I could say to you, as far as as you know the whole getting nervous thing goes don't ever feel nervous because i promise you there are at least five other people in the same room as you when you're speaking that have that same exact nervousness you're not the only one that's nervous you're all nervous so just just be willing to go on ahead and and say what it is that you have to say and don't even worry about it. I mean, that's that honestly, that is what works for me. Okay. Um, and it works for me because one of the things within my life that I've learned and, and from sitting in rooms with people like Tim Cook, as an example, um, you know, is that <laughs> I'm not the smartest person in the room when it comes to Tim Cook. Okay. Tim Cook is a very, very smart man, but at the same time, you don't ever really want to be the smartest person in the room because if you are, you don't have an opportunity to learn. Okay. So that's why I would say, don't worry about the nervousness because straight up, there's other people that are out there that are just as nervous, if not more so than even you are. So, yeah. Oh, all right. All right. I'll make sure to keep, I'll make sure to keep that in mind. I'll make sure to keep that in mind. Cause like, you know, uh, once again, like, you know, you're, you're giving really, you're giving really great advice. Like, you know, has anyone ever told you like you're great at giving advice? <laughs> that's why actually that's, that's funny that you mentioned that because that is how we went from just doing NFTs and Comarch classes to, uh, I had a couple of projects approach me a few months ago and say, Hey, we want to hire you to be a consultant and a coach for us in terms of our business. And this is the dollars that we're willing to give you for it. And, and if you're okay with it, we'd like to rock and roll. And so that's really how Comard's coaching came into effect. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I wasn't planning for it. But, you know, it, to meet market demands as a business, you, you have to be willing to adapt and adjust accordingly. And so uh, in the two months that, that we've started that service, we have actually booked more than 60 hours and we just signed a contract uh, this month with a, a marketing firm who's now sending their clients to us for their web three business needs to make sure that their ducks are in order before they start marketing that company because they want a more cohesive and synergistic marketing campaign. And so 
Um, I didn't see any of these things happening for Comar's NFTs when we entered the space, you guys, honestly. Um, and, and, and I honestly would attribute most of it, again, back to being consistent, being my authentic self, and, you know, giving my forthright advice. You know, we, we host a space every Friday night on Twitter. And it's called uh, Friday Night Fights, and it's a deep dive space. And what it does is we dive into projects, and I try to give them positive reinforcement and as well as uh, constructive criticisms that will say, okay, well, according to Twitter, you should be using this hashtag, that hashtag, different things to help get yourself out there. You know, if, if and which I'm sure you've looked at my bio, um, there's like six different hashtags in there that all qualify into what it is that Colmar's NFTs is. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, you know, and, and if people would utilize hashtags in that fashion, they would get in front of a lot more people. And we found that that really, really does work because as an example, if you're using the hashtag NFT, every single day, there are a half a million searches on Twitter alone, just for an NFT hashtag. Wow. So why would you not put that in your bio? Why would you not put that in the appropriate tweets? I, I don't understand it. You know, and so because it does give you the opportunity to get on that list of half a million people are looking at to to be put in front of. And and so, you know, those are the kinds of pieces of advice that we give in that Friday night space. And I would encourage anybody who is is beginning a, a brand or a project to come check out that space, talk about it with me, because I promise you, I'll give you the most honest feedback I can. Um, I don't do it to be mean. I don't do it to be rude. I just, I call it like I see it. And the other side of it is, is that oftentimes as business owners, we don't see the things that our potential consumers see. So it's important to be able to get those notes from other people that are seeing these different things about your brand, about your project. Hmm. Yeah. 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 You're definitely, you're definitely right about that. Like, and I, yeah. Uh, uh, wait, were you, were you about to say something else? No, no, I, I'm good. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But yeah, you have yeah, but yeah, you have a lot of great you have a lot of great points there, and it's like it, it just comes down. It's like you have you got to know like it, and like I I well for one, I like um the whole like you know call it down, call it as it is because it's like I don't know, um it's 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 br it's brutal honesty. Like you know, no matter like you know, regardless of if you get mad about it, you have to you have to like you know look truly look at your truly look at like you know whatever you're doing and like just see the flaw see the flaws that like you know a person points out or like you know just you know even if a person doesn't point out the flaws like you know see it see it yourself like um for instance like you know i'm i'm brutally honest with my i'm brutally honest with myself i i try i try to be at least for the most part and it's like you know i i point out certain things that like are are either good or bad like you know whether if it's in my everyday life or whether it's like you know within my podcast and it's like sometimes sometimes i don't sometimes i choose sometimes i feel like i would have to determine whether if i want to like um upload a podcast or not so far i've never i've not had to do that yet but it's like i feel, but like you know eventually that day will come um but yeah uh, that was it for today's podcast like you know i'm glad you were able to um uh, <laughs> sorry that was my dog Anyways, I'm glad you're able to come and join the podcast. I appreciate you um, taking the time out of your day to, you know, talk. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, as a final thought, you guys, um, if you're in business, and and this goes for you too, and and what I would say is, whatever you do, always give it a hundred percent. If you find yourself being lazy in it, that means it's not for you. If you find yourself 
you know, being bored of it, it's not for you. And that means it's time for you to find something else to do. Everything you do, you should be enthusiastic about and naturally and not really have to force yourself into it. So, you know, and then the last thing would be, don't forget to ask yourselves, how did you guys make the world a better place today? Uh, once again, I'm glad you were you were able to be on the podcast and like, you know, I'll take when the show comes out and uh, you have a great rest of your um, rest of your day or evening or night. <laughs> you too, my friend. And stay strong, stay diligent and have a fantastic week. All right, I will, man. Same here.